Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is the newlywed Spark. How's it going, Spark? Good, yes. It's, it's been a while since I talked to you guys. I have a lot of thoughts on a lot of things, and I am married now. What a world. Fair. Uh, and then also with us, as always, uh, we were pitching Netflix on a new show called Shane and Shake, where it's Shane <laughs> and Shake from season two of Love is Blind. But just like this odd like little buddy comedy with the two of them. And uh, I think we settled on this might be the great show on Netflix. So Shane and Shake coming 2024. <laughs> how how are you doing katie you're not married as far as i know i'm but, i'm not married but i how was your christmas but my christmas was great i spent it in the airport and then i spent it stressfully packing to go home. <laughs> um yeah my christmas was eventful fair that's about it not married still no. unfortunately last in line actually <laughs> yeah well who knows who will swoop in there they'll be like you know you might just go out your door some guy will come up and be like katie i am your suitor i don't know is that how it works probably not absolutely not that sounds horrifying <laughs> i want no part of that <laughs> um yeah well, I'm engaged. That was that was my big thing over the Christmas. So, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So, and then of course Christmas was fun. Uh, I drank way too much on Christmas, uh, and I did not eat a lot, which was a very dangerous combination. And I didn't realize I was that drunk until I went to stand up from a seat, and I was like, "Oh, that that's it. <laughs> that's the alcohol." <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Now getting, like, back to normalcy, I guess. You know, movies are coming out. Uh, you know, DC still trying to figure out what they're going to do next. You know, back to normal. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess the biggest news is that that Hawkeye star Jeremy Renner is in critical but stable condition following an accident on Sunday. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, by all accounts, it sounds like he got ran over by a 
snowcat, like a snow plowing machine, which those weigh anywhere from 1,400 to 1,500 pounds. So that's that's a lot of weight on, on somebody's body. So. Yeah, he made an Instagram post, and he looked rough. Yeah. I hope he's, like, recovering well and being taken care of and, like, doing better. Yeah. And I've seen some people say, like, if, like obviously, even if he survives and, you know, well, he seems like he's, he's improving, but, like, his life's probably going to change quite a bit. Who knows to what degree, but, like, undoubtedly his life's going to change, which which sucks, like, you know, especially when... Will it affect him being Hawkeye? So you, so you kind of cut out there a bit. Will it affect him being Hawkeye? I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, obviously, his health and safety is obviously the most um, important thing, but yeah, it makes you wonder. Like, yeah, oh, is that is that the end of, of Hawkeye? That would suck. Um, I would imagine that they might write something in to a script of him having a like a battle that you know kind of took it out of him. Like they they might retitle screen. Um, I mean, that's what I would do. Again, I, I guess you have to. To see how the guy recovers, but I just it's hard to imagine that he's gonna be able to run and move. Yeah. Well, it sounds too like his leg and torso got ran over and like who knows yeah. what that means for his spine or his legs. Um, well I didn't even think about his spine, but I it said that his I mean of course these are just re- re- reports, right? Like who knows what's true, but it said it said like his leg wasn't like just broken. It was like like smothered like it was yeah. like multiple fra- like you know if, if like a snowplow ran over your leg you don't just have a clean break yeah so that's what i mean and that i don't i don't know that he's ever going to be able to run again yeah as he was so that's why i see him oh i feel so bad for him i mean i 100 percent feel terrible and i could be wrong right like maybe he comes back in two three years and he's fine. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I, I don't know how exactly it works in this industry, but like, you know, maybe you can lean more on having people who are your special or uh, your, your some people, you know, stuff like that. Right. Like, you know, there, there's ways around it, but it just sucks for him because, you know, it sounds like he was just trying to help some people out who were stuck in the snow and then that happens and. Yeah, 2023 just came off to, like, a weird start, too, because there was that football player that just passed out, had, like, cardiac arrest. It was just like, what's going on, 2023? Why are you, why are you just starting us off on a terrible note? But Yeah, I was watching that game live. Lamar, Hamlin, that's crazy. Yeah. But uh, that's not everything going on. Uh there's some Avengers Secret Wars rumors, story details that tease an epic journey through the Marvel multiverse. So yeah. the rumor is, is that Secret Wars will kind of be like Endgame where they were going through different time periods, although this will see them visiting different multiverses within the Marvel multiverse. So going and visiting like the Fox X-Men or Toby Spider-Man again, stuff like that. I'm like, that sounds kind of fun. I'd be down for that. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Disney money can do a lot of things, especially if you tell them, like, we'll cut you a fat check and you have to work for two days. 
a lot of people that have written off. Uh, <laughs> like, Wesley Snipes might come back. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, but... um, yeah, and, like, obviously we don't know exactly who would show up. Like, I guess it really depends on who's still good standing with Marvel and all that. But, like, I could see it being kind of fun, too, to, like, kind of catch up with these characters and maybe, like, for some of them, give them a good kind of end to their story we kind of got like a little bit of that with spider-man in um no way home but like yeah i don't know maybe maybe you kind of put some closure on those characters that we never quite got because like i don't know i think some people probably would argue that we didn't quite get a great resolution for the fox x-men characters so you know maybe you kind of wrap a bow on that stuff like that so People but. do love closures. They do. Yeah. I want to see them bring the new mutants back. They they barely got started, and that was supposed to be <laughs> the next trilogy. So I would be... And they're not old. Like, all of those were... They were kids. Yeah. Like, and no uh, Taylor Joy is way more famous now than she was when that came out. So. Yeah. The Stranger Things kid, he's probably not... He could probably still do it. Yeah, he's not doing anything, dude. I would... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he is working. I just haven't seen him in anything recently. Yeah. But uh, yeah, bring them, bring those kids back. I don't, uh, Maisie, 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 Williams. Yeah, they had a little, they had a little, her and her lover, her lesbian lover. Yeah. Bring those two. Show them together now, happy in a home. I'll, I'll watch. I know a lot of you didn't see I that I just movie. hope they don't do that thing they did with She-Hulk again. Like, make it? Like, do the fourth wall breaking and, like, you know, that again. Oh. That wasn't great. Why'd you bring that up, Katie? I totally forgot about that. Let me just bring it back up. I also forgot that She-Hulk was going to be... She'll be in Secret Wars, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think she'll be better outside of her own world. I think she'll be a lot better. Yeah, hundred percent. I think when they give her better writers and stuff, like yeah, she won't try to go find the writers. <laughs> hated that, but I again, I mean, I I do really like that actress. So like, you oh, know, yeah. give give her give her something different. I think she could really rock it. Mm-hmm. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three star Dave Bautista confirms he's done playing Drax. Volume 3 will be the last time he plays the character. He said, there's a relief that it's over. So. Aww. Let's all start taking bets on if he's going to die in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I would imagine they would probably do that. I mean, because he, he has his... Uh, the wife and child were, were dead. So I could see them making it kind of like a very emotional thematic thing that he's like rejoining them but he's dying i don't know or he just gets launched into space <laughs> that, that would be very uncertain that would be very <laughs> cruel uh yeah yeah or maybe Groot just gets mind controlled and goes into berserk mode and just kills him and then that's it that's the end of drax Okay. You know what? I feel like Drax deserves a happy ending. Yeah. I just feel like in his at least for that character, like a happy ending probably means he just dies. Like he's just like done so. But 
Who knows? Who knows what they'll do? Maybe he'll just accept that his family died and he'll just move on and build, rebuild his life. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. But uh, Dave Batista did say in the same interview, he said, basically, I don't want to be The Rock. Like, he goes, I'll, I'll, I actually want to do serious roles. And I was like, that's, that's some good shade being thrown at The Rock. I mean, I, yeah. like, <laughs> I like the movies that The Rock are in for the most part, but arguably, yeah, he's he's not a serious actor. He's a box office behemoth, so... Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I was going to say, oh, go, no, no, go, no, you go ahead. go ahead. No. Um, well, I was just, I, Ryan or Rian, I don't know how to pronounce his, their name, um, from Glass, Glass Onion, Knives, Knives Out, Star Wars fame, uh, was saying that Batista is like by far the best, uh, wrestler turned actor and like at first I was upset by that because I'm like he's nowhere near or did he say greatest or best uh, I was like The Rock smashes him but then I like I actually read a bit and it, it, he didn't say he was like most famous and most prolific because obviously that's The Rock but if you like look at what he's done um, and I'm, I'm excited to see him and the family in the woods or the cabin in the woods or whatever that movie yeah. With M. Night Shyamalan, is like he's definitely taken a lot of good swings. 100%. So I, I think he might have that crown soon if he doesn't already. Yeah. And he's worked with some pretty interesting directors too. Like he worked with Dennis Villeneuve uh, on the Blade Runner sequel and stuff like that. Like, you know, he's, he seems to be getting roles that are more than just action movies too so. but uh yeah uh marvel studios rumored to have offered daniel craig another mco role after boulder the brave didn't pan out i guess they really want to work with daniel craig i mean good for them i can't really think of too much of who he would play i guess like for me the only thing i can really think of would be like magneto maybe have him um depending, i i might like crazy role like to see him as mr sinister um mm. like obviously that's not what you think what do you think of daniel craig but that's kind of why i want to see him in it like if he has that type of range villain daniel craig uh plus if he's if he like wants to work with them but doesn't want to be locked into multiple movies playing a villain is the way to do it because um you will most likely die uh, Mr. Sinister is too good of a villain, I think, to kill in one movie. But I'm just, just want to put it out there. If someone's listening, maybe, maybe <laughs> he kills it. You know. I mean, as we'll find out later, we do have strong influencing power over these things. So, <laughs> just a suggestion. Um, I think Johnny Depp would also be a good Mr. Sinister, just for the record. I don't, I don't know if he's canceled or not, but. Anyway, can... I think he, I think he's been uncanceled. I think we're we're slowly letting uh, Johnny Depp back into our lives again. But love it. Uh, and then also too, there's all the speculation that Kristen Ritter will appear as Jessica Jones in the Daredevil Born Again series because she's been working out, she's been hitting the gym, and she's posting on Instagram. And every time she does, she's wearing a Daredevil shirt when she's working out. So everyone's like, 
what? Huh? So, I mean, I would be down for that. Bring back Kristen Ritter. She was great. And then give her another series again, because I want to see more Jessica Jones. That show was a lot of fun. I could also see them doing, I mean, in a good, not in a negative way like uh, She-Hulk, but like, kind of do a little bit more focusing on her job as a PI and do that, like, kind of like a procedural kind of, like, have an overarching story, sure, but like, also just have it where she's like, just investigating different crimes with different MCU characters, that would be kind of fun. They just bring um, along. I wasn't as big of a fan as of Kristen Ritter, but I really liked her show. Um, I liked kind of the people around her. So if they wanted to pick, because they left off with her best friend um, kind of discovering her own powers and the guy next door getting, I mean, I guess spoilers, I'm not, I don't feel bad if you haven't seen it by now. Uh, and the guy next, you had your shot. Plus, it probably isn't going to be continued, so who cares, right? But I would like to see them keep, like, bring her back also. Um, um, like, the, the, guy, the guy next door, the black guy, I forget, I don't forget, I don't remember anyone's name, her best friend and her, I would love to see all three of them have something can, continued, not just her. But, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have a feeling they would probably, like, soft reboot it, but I don't know. Like, th- it seems like they're kind of doing that with Daredevil, and, like, by all accounts in interviews, it seems like they're saying, like, this Daredevil is a variant. So even though it's the same actor, it's a variant and different from the other one. So part of me thinks, well, if you have Kristen Ritter show up, would she also be a variant? And then would that mean that like whatever happened in the Netflix show at least doesn't directly impact the new series. So I have a lot of questions, but yeah, I, I'm not, I, I'm like you, Spark. I wasn't like a hundred percent sold on her as Jessica Jones, but I did like by and large, mostly enjoy her show, even though I did have some issues with uh, some of the writing in that show and some of the choices they made. But I think by and large, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the Mandalorian, uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni are reporting, reportedly, sorry, uh, plotting yet another spinoff series for Disney Plus. So, even more Mandalorian stuff because Lord knows we're not getting enough. Um, yeah, we don't know anything about what the series would be about. Some people have speculated that they're bringing back Rangers of the Old Republic or of the New Republic. That was the show that was going to have. Gina Carano before she got canceled. Um, So some people are speculating they might bring that back and repurpose it with new characters. So it could be that. But aside from that, we don't know. And yeah. Uh, On to DC. Uh, DC Studios boss James Gunn reveals that he's writing a currently unannounced DC TV show. That's cool. I'm glad that okay, even though he's that. like movies. Well, I, I think he's writing the Superman movie too. I think so. I do like that. Like, even though he's in charge of the studio, he's still doing some writing 
for these movies. I think him directing would probably be a little too much. That's so probably why they're going to bring in other people to do that. But it's nice that he uh, he seems very hands on with this franchise, which you, you don't see that as much. Like I guess Kevin Feige probably has quite a bit of a hand in in forming these movies, the Marvel movies. But like, oh, for him to be writing the shows and uh, movies and stuff, at least for now. It seems like an interesting kind of uh, strategy, I guess. Who knows if it'll work, but... Yeah, yeah I don't think Kevin produ- uh, write, directs or writes anything. I think yeah. he's just listed as a producer. Yeah. Um, so, I, but, you know, James is different, right? Like, he, came, he comes more aggressively from the writing, directing world. Yeah. So... They did also say that they were going to do a partial reveal of their slate sometime this month, too. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to start to announce some stuff. And, you know, I, I just kind of am curious what they're going to announce. Because there was also that rumor, too, that Ezra Miller was going to actually stay on as The Flash, despite all the controversy with that actor. Um, saw that. So... Part of me is like, oh, I'm really curious, like, what they're going to do with that. Um, so, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, DC is a big question mark for me right now. I'm like, what, what do you, what's your play? What are you going to, when do you come out with? So. All right. Um, next up, Craven the Hunter star Aaron Taylor Johnson has met with James Bond franchise producers about playing 007. Apparently, the meeting went very well. So, I love that. Yeah, very excited. I mean, we we called that on this podcast. Also, (laughs) we kept talking about it. We were like, "He is a candidate. He works for that." I remember at one point I was like, "You know who would be a real dark horse candidate?" And I don't think anyone's thought of him is Aaron Taylor Johnson. And you guys were like, "Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea." And the next thing you know, they're like. Always rumored to have had a meeting, and now it's confirmed that he's had a meeting. So I'm not saying that that the James Bond producers listen to this podcast, but maybe. <laughs> but it all all kidding aside, I I I, I actually really am warming up to the idea of him as James Bond. Like I could see it. I I really like it. I think I think it like goes with his look and everything. Yes. And if I hadn't seen Bullet Train, I don't know if I would be 100% convinced that he should play James Bond. But having seen that movie, I was like, okay, you're not just a yeah. kid from kid, Kick-Ass anymore. Like, you're actually a grown adult now. So. <laughs> yeah. Him and Bullet Train was like, yeah, you you in a suit is like, it's it. <laughs> you should be in a suit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'll be honest, for the longest time I was like, it's, it's he's the kid from Kick Ass. Like I know he's done other stuff, but he was the kid from yes. Kick Ass. And then he was in Godzilla, which felt a little awkward because he didn't seem fully like an adult in that. I don't know, it felt like he was a little pubescent still. But now you see him bullet train, you're like, oh yeah, yeah you're you're, I, I can buy you as an action star now, sure. But. We'll see, because I guess they were saying, too, that, like, there's a possibility that if Craven the Hunter does really well in this other movie he's got this year coming up, does well, that he could be possibly too popular or too famous to be James Bond. So, 
because they kind of want someone who's a relative like someone who's got some level of fame but somebody who's not going to be famous enough that they're going to break their budget or anything like that so like right now yeah. where he's at he's at a good place because he's not fit, like super famous that like he would you know be adverse to a huge commitment because like they say when you play james bond like you're playing that role for like almost a decade so i mean in daniel craig's case I yeah think, he... i think that i think that actor who played in kingsman would work as well i think i said that before as well oh taryn edgerton taryn yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that guy hasn't been doing much lately he kind of fell off the radar what's up with that he was in a lot of great stuff for a while there. He was in the Kingsman movies, and he was also in uh, the Rocket Man movie. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Oh, Taron Egerton. I don't know what he's up yeah. to. Yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah, he did a good note out in John, and he did. I don't know. I don't. I think having him in the gent, not the gentleman, the Kingsman. I think that's too close to James Bond for James Bond people. Uh, yeah. Like if I was casting. But we are, if he hadn't done that, which I, I hope they do more of those. They did a prequel that wasn't well received, but like give us, anyway. You hear us? More Kingsmen. People really liked those. <laughs> yeah. I did like Kingsmen a lot. That's, that's what I'm saying. People, I don't understand why they weren't making more. They made money and were critically well received. Mm -hmm. I also, I get the impression too that like he maybe doesn't like to make big commitments to movies because like he's been apparently offered like marvel roles and stuff and he turned them down so like maybe he wow just, yeah so i get the vibe with taron edgerton that like he maybe is like happy with just doing like one-off movies or something like that mm. like i don't know that's not bad like you know you do you but hey that's fine yeah but, like, I think somebody Indeed. asked him about Wolverine, and he was just like, uh, like, because I think a lot of people want him as Wolverine, but he seems like, again, he's very, like, just doesn't want to make a commitment to, like, making, you know, four or five movies or something like that, so. But, yeah. Imagine for Whatever actor, works for him. Yeah. I mean, I imagine for an actor, too, like, it's to be told, like, yeah, you're going to be playing this actor for or playing this character for like the next 10 years you're probably like oh god that's a that's a commitment do we put a ring on that one like yeah so like most people don't think 10 years in ahead like they don't know if they want to still be playing that character mm -hmm. so we'll see i'm sure we're probably going to get news soon on who it is because it seems like they're probably narrowing in on who they want to cast so hopefully we find out sooner rather than later mm -hmm. and we also got some new trailers uh we got a trailer for renfield uh mm -hmm. this new horror comedy about uh renfield trying to uh, distance himself from his boss which happens to be dracula I don't know, i'm kind of digging the take on uh, Dracula in this, and of course, you've got uh, Nicolas Cage playing Dracula, which just seems perfect. So, did anybody else watch the trailer? I did. No, I didn't. 
I didn't. What did you think, Spark? Um, I was... I'm interested. Obviously, Nick Cage playing a larger-than-life Dracula is perfect. Um, I think the trailer timing was good. I, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but the menu just hit uh, HBO Max, so a lot of other a lot of people are watching it now. Um, and so he that face, they're probably like, oh, the menu guy. And like I think of him as Beast, but uh, uh, maybe, you know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, that's what I have to say about that trailer. Uh, I need to, under, he's got like power, like, I, but it didn't seem like, because he's just hanging out. So is he a day walker or like, I have some questions about that. Mm. Um, Aquafina, I'm. She's. Mm, I don't know about that because she did the farewell, unbelievable. Yeah. But in general, I don't love her character choices. I, we'll see. I, I don't know if I necessarily like her as a romantic interest. Well, that's not, yeah, yeah. I just I don't, I don't know. Like. She's a she's a great actress, but like I was like, oh, she, like she's the romantic interest enough that this guy's gonna want to like separate from Dracula. I don't know if I buy that, but yeah. Um, but also too, like this director hasn't done that much. He did the Lego Batman movie back in twenty seventeen. That was pretty awesome. I I like that movie. But then he also did the Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt, and that was kind of that was a that was a movie. So I don't know. I'm like he's one and one. He it could go either way. I could really like Renfield, or it might just end up being like the Tomorrow War, and I just want to forget about it. But <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but the trailer looks interesting. Um, I again, I like the kind of the take on it. Um, I like this idea that it's like, yeah, he's trying to, you know, not uh, be the servant of Dracula anymore. He wants to, he wants to quit his job. I like that kind of take on it. Uh, it's got some good cast in it too. I mean, also we didn't see him too much in the trailer, but like Ben Schwartz is in this movie too. So I think I missed him. Yeah, I think he plays like a mobster or something. So and yeah got adrian martinez he's also pretty funny like there's a lot of like really good comedic actors in this which tells me it's gonna be pretty funny so but uh also too like apparently um the idea of this movie came from robert kirkman the walking dead creator who kind of pitched okay. pitched the idea of this movie so kind of explains why it seems a little little different a little out there but, uh, Walking Dead was good. I mean, I'm, at least I mean I stopped watching like everyone else, but yeah, because it, no zombie show should be nine seasons or whatever it is. Oh yeah, I like. I think after Deegan showed up, I was like, I'm done. I'm like, I'm I'm okay. Yeah. But uh, Renfield is gonna be coming out April 14th, so not too much longer of a wait. Uh, and then also too, there was a trailer for. Evil Dead Rise. Well, there was a Green Band and a Red Band trailer. Uh, the Red Band trailer obviously has 
a lot more gore in it. Um, yeah. This is interesting because seems like a new new cast of characters completely unrelated to the previous Evil Dead movies doing their own thing. Kind of, I guess, like the Evil Dead remake that came out like almost five, ten years ago. Something like that. Where that movie was just kind of like doing its own thing. And uh, I, I like that. I like the Evil Dead movies. They're, they're a lot of fun. Did anybody watch the trailer for this one? It, it seems like it's focusing on a family and uh, they're just trying to uh, get on by when uh, the mom starts to turn into the, the deadite from Evil Dead. So, Got a little bit of the family dynamic. The little girl's asking, like, Mommy, are you okay? And the mom's like, definitely not okay. But, mm. yeah. So. That's also coming out soon, so we'll We'll see how that goes. All right. Uh, that's it for news. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and uh, review some movies. Hey, everybody. It's Curtis from the podcast. Letting you know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys, The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. All right. Welcome back. Not a whole lot to review this week. Um, The first uh, bit of review is The Bad Batch Season 2. Hitting Disney Plus, they had a two-episode premiere this past week. I've seen 14 of the 16 episodes, I believe, in this new season. And uh, it's good. Uh, The Bad Batch, if you don't recall, is a show about stormtroopers who have gone rogue. And essentially, uh, they rebel against the Empire. uh, And they go about doing various... Uh, sort of deeds, good deeds across the the universe and taking on various missions. So the show kind of has a bit of a procedural kind of element to it with them taking on various missions, but there was like a few kind of overarching stories from the first season, such as one of them uh, allying with the Empire and not allying with them. And then also too, uh, there was this like ongoing clone storyline kind of, know what's going on with the clones and uh season two kind of picks up on both story threads and kind of takes them in interesting directions um i will say that the show does seem to kind of be finding its niche a little more and trying to find a little bit more of what they're trying to like what kind of story they're trying to tell with the show um i think when it was focusing on those themes and stories it was doing well there were a few times where some of the uh, missions felt a little repetitive, felt a little redundant. Uh, definitely felt like there was a l- decent amount of filler in this um, season. It did also kind of, it was entertaining though. So like, even though you're watching them kind of do a similar mission to one before, it did feel like at least they were doing something fun with it. So I don't know. As much as I was like, eh, this is repetitive, I was also like, eh, this is not 
like the most boring thing to watch so um but i do kind of wish that with a season three they would kind of tighten the storylines a bit more and kind of be a bit more concise with the stories they want to tell um yeah uh the animation is still very good i i like the animation style of it it kind of gives them a lot of freedom to do different things like they go and very visit various planets and they all have like a different visual style and they all kind of work very well with the art that they've worked on for this show so um yeah and also too there's some very there's some weird moments where i was like this character sounds like wanda sykes and then in the credits they were like that's wanda sykes i'm like that is very weird i did not expect wanda sykes to show up in this show but um yeah season two i'll give an eight out of ten i think it's very good I do think, you know, it could probably be a bit more concise, but still, very good show. That's on Disney Plus with new episodes dropping every week. Uh, and then next up is A Man Called Otto. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a movie with Tom Hanks with uh, gravel in his mouth because he's just constantly sounding like... Um, yeah. Uh, this is apparently based on a, a Swedish story, uh, so this is an adaptation of a book and a movie, uh, and um, I never read or watched the other movie, so I don't know how this compares, but it did kind of feel like at times this movie was very morose, uh, and it kind of dealt with some very heavy stuff, but then it would also quickly and very jarringly cut to a joke or a gag or a character doing some zany antics and it just felt very jarring to be like hey let's uh let's have this character do something very serious and very sad and then instantly cut to zany neighbor coming in being like what are you doing and you're like oh my god like this is not quite the movie for that but <sighs> yeah I felt I, it was a very jarring experience in that sense where I'm like, I don't know. And I've seen some reviewers be like, oh, this this movie balances uh, humor and and uh, sadness very well. And I'm like, did we watch the same movie? Because I, I don't think so. Um, yeah, and I think the movie just kind of could have used some more time to kind of give, give those themes room to breathe. Um... Yeah, I think near the end, the movie kind of finds its feet, tonally speaking, and doesn't have those jarring tone shifts, um, which was good. But it also kind of felt a little weird that they didn't try to incorporate that earlier. Um, yeah, I don't know. The movie also showed some, like, better than expected representation for, like, different races and, and trans people. So I was actually very impressed with that. I was very, like, I didn't expect this movie to have that, but there was definitely some moments where it was like, wow, you definitely were much more insightful on this and respectful than I would have expected. So, I mean, for a January release, it's better than I would have expected, but uh, I still think that at best, this is probably like a one-time watch and then you're probably going to just move on. So I'll give it like a 7 out of 10. Um, yeah. Spark, you saw the new movie Megan, right? Sure did. What'd you think about that? 
Oh man, what a bully! Many of you that looked at this trailer as me, you're probably like, this is some dumb Chucky knockoff, like whatever. Uh, But I decided to go, you know, just in case I was wrong, and I would say uh, quite wrong. Um, The movie balances horror and humor quite well. Um, You know, as a 35-year-old, I would say the horror is a bit low, uh, but I don't necessarily think I'm its target audience, so I would say that younger viewers, like Child's Play scared me, Mm-hmm. For most of my adolescence, um, I watch them now and laugh. So, but it's it is funny. It's funny on purpose. Like you're not laughing at it; you're laughing with it. Like they're absolutely in on the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they do take the horror moments seriously. They don't break them with humor. So like they they take both seriously, but they balance it and kind of get it. Um, it's also like a little bit I'm not gonna spoil this, but like it is shockingly emotional. Mm. Um, and I'm not gonna get into why, but if you see it or if you've already seen it, then you already know. Um, I would just say it is a good movie and it is <laughs> right now the best movie I've seen this year. <laughs> and um, you know, I just if if you didn't like it, I think you're wrong, but if you think that I'm being too kind then like that's fine like if i if i were to give it an eight and you were to give it a six like i'm not gonna fight you over it but uh anyone that says it's bad is wrong and do not listen to them that's interesting because i i haven't seen it yet but i was like this definitely seems very similar to chucky but i'm glad to hear that it kind of goes in a different path than than that movie would yeah well, again, I, I don't want to ruin, but it does. It is very similar to Chucky in some ways, but it like makes very strong decisions to ground itself in a in a in a way that Child's Play never did. Right. Cool. Well, that's that's pretty much it. We're gonna be back next week. I was I was actually saying too. I was like, oh, can't wait till next week. We can talk about. Uh, the Last of Us show, but no, that would have to be two weeks from now because it airs on the fifteenth, but we won't talk about pro- probably like the twenty second. So, in the movies, it's plain, and I think one other. It's not. It's not great. It's not great. Oh, the movie's coming out in January. Yeah, well, the movie's coming out next week. Um, I th- oh, a house party comes out too. Like I said, not. But I believe the 20th and the 27th, there are both movies that I'm interested in seeing. Yes, and there's a movie coming out soon that I've already seen. We're going to have an interview with the creators of, which I'm very excited for, because the movie was actually quite good. So I'll, te- I'll leave with a tease for that. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.